This episode is sponsored by Cyberlytica, combating fraud, account takeover, and information warfare. Get a free dark web password scan now from Cyberlytica. Use promo code HACKEDAGAIN. W. Curtis Preston, a.k.a. Mr. Backup, has specialized in designing data protection systems since 1993 and has designed such systems for some of the largest organizations in the world. His lively pro and rye, real-world approach has made him a popular author and speaker. He has written four O'Reilly books, the latest of which is Modern Data Protection, published in 2021. He's also the host of BackupCentral.com and its Restore It All podcast. He's now the chief technical evangelist for Drua, the only at-scale SaaS provider of data protection. Hey, welcome to the show, Curtis. So I want to ask you, what keeps you up at night? You know, I have been in the backup space, as you mentioned, for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I do have very much a heart for people losing data. And when I think about, you know, for a long time, data, you know, data centers is the, the way the world looked when I joined the industry, right? Every, every company of any size had a data center. The, the data center now is no longer the center of data and, and it's, it's, it's been moved. A lot of it has been moved into the cloud, either in something like AWS or in a service like Microsoft 365 or G Suite or Salesforce. There are hundreds of SaaS services like that. The, con- the biggest concern that I have is as companies and people have migrated their compute and storage to the cloud is that the old school concept of backup and recovery and disaster recovery got sort of left by the wayside. And so I worry a lot about the average company. Like if you look at Microsoft 365, the vast majority of them do not deploy a backup solution to back up that really important data. Same thing with Salesforce, G Suite, right? Um, Many companies do, but most companies do not. And I do worry about, and, and, and then there's, Again, services like AWS, where it's 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 a little less common to have people not back up their data, but it is still common to have them not or to to they back up their data in a way that is easily hackable. And uh, basically, my the thing that keeps me awake at night is a company or you know someone that I know losing their data because you know having spent my entire career doing this that's really all that i care about and uh and I, and I do think that you know we've already had some major incidents where companies and 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 even massive companies like you know i think about there was a, a cloud vendor uh, in france uh, ovh it was this cloud vendor and the they had a a fire, a massive fire that took out two data centers and many of their customers lost basically everything in that fire because they didn't deploy 
the you know backups the the way I see them right. There's this there's this concept called the three two one rule that we can talk about um, that, that basically ensures that not only that your data is backed up, but it's stored in a way that can survive uh, both a uh, some sort of cyber attack or uh, something physical like that giant fire that happened to OVA. Wow. So yeah, that that that's it. Is that is that there are way too many companies that have really important data that they may think is backed up and it's not. Wow. You know, it's interesting, but before the interview, I was just doing some a little bit of reading on backups, just educating myself. And, and, and one stat I came across that kind of stood out to me, it said that approximately 60% of data backups are incomplete and about 50% of the restores are unsuccessful. Mm-hmm. And that kind of resonated me with, with with the points that you just talked about there. And, and I guess if, if companies don't have a plan to really ju- just implement it on a regular basis to back up their data and they figure, oh, it's up in the cloud, I'm safe. And they're not thinking about the inevitable potential for a fire or natural disaster or something like that. It, it can be scary. I mean, w- within our company, literally this week, uh, one of the employees came upstairs and said, uh, Scott, my computer won't start. And I was like, what? And, and we've got a lot of information, a lot of proprietary information on it. Now, right. fortunately, it was the power supply that went out. We replaced the power supply. He was okay. But we have a regular a plan where we implement once a month, a regular backup. What we do is we do it on a really large stick um, and take that and we keep it offsite in a safe store. And it takes time. It takes discipline. It takes some management. A um, little bit of cost there, not too bad. But it works when everybody's not connected necessarily into a, a giant network, and you have to worry about losing things. And, and again, we're a small business. We're an engineering firm under thirty employees. It, it, does that formula, from from your opinion, is that effective for small business owners to try to implement a backup plan, something like that, to protect their crown jewels? So uh, I'll, I'll make a couple of statements yeah, and uh, some not knowing anything about my career, some may think, well, he works for Druvo, which is a backup as a service company. And so of course he's going to recommend backup as a service. So I'm going to say that I've been in the industry for almost 30 years and I've always recommended backup as a service. I've only been at Druvo for about four years or so. Okay. okay. Um, and so, and Here's the, the the concern. There's nothing necessarily wrong with the process that you mentioned. It does conform to the three two one rule, which is three copies of your data on two different media, one of which is stored somewhere else. So if you're storing it offsite, you're at least solving that problem. And it, and if it's offline, that's very helpful against something like a cyber attack. Yes. The concern that I have about anything, any process that involves physically doing anything is, you know, the first thing that you mentioned is you do this once a month. And I, my little heart goes pitter patter. I'm like, well, that, that means you could lose a month's worth of data, right? True. That's true. Um, depending on when. Uh, and then, you know, and then you've got this, this whole backup on essentially one device that if something were to go wrong with that one device, well, now you're SOL, right? I am not generally, like, for example, I, you know, I'm talking to you on a, on a MacBook. I like Time Machine. Time Machine is a very nice uh, tool, but I don't uh, use it as a backup tool, right? Mm. Um, I, I, you know, well, you know, obviously I, I work for Druva. Druva has 
our system running on here and they're backing it up with that. We're, we're not the only um, company like this, right? There are many companies that have services where you can uh, basically put an agent on your laptop and they do <clears throat> what's called uh, source side deduplication. It's this concept of eliminating duplicate data in the backup stream at the beginning of the process. And so what it does is it, is it drops by one or two orders of magnitude, mm -hmm. the amount of data that the amount of bandwidth that you need to back up a laptop, right? So nice. um, what I would think would be much better from a, you know, I, I like the idea of a backup that just happens that no one has to think about it. Sure. It happens all the time. In fact, in fact, my laptop is actually backed up multiple times throughout the day, which is massive overkill because I don't create a lot of data. In fact, most of the data that I create is in the cloud, right? I, we use uh, Google Apps, right? So, um, but th that's the, the, as you start to get to be a bigger company, right? When you start getting into the many hundreds of employees or perhaps thousands of employees, the the that's when at what we call an on-premises backup system you start to start thinking about that concept and the the concern that i have about that now and again i i spent most of my career helping customers deploy on-premises backup system the thing that's happened in the last say four or five years has been and really in the last uh, one to two years has been that there the ransomware attacks that are not just attacking your laptop but they're specifically going after your on-premises backup system yeah and so most of these um, um, uh, disk-based on-premises backup systems there are you know literally hundreds of those and there, there's a handful of you know, main vendors in that space that most everybody would know. Most of them are based on running on Windows, uh, maybe Linux, depending on the product, and they store data on disk. Well, all of that is just another target for the backup, for the, the ransomware attackers to go after. And so my long-term sort of uh, love, I mean, that's how I ended up working at Druva, was that I just, I, I think that for many people, if not most companies, the idea of an off-site backup service, right, um, means that you don't have that cyber attack risk. You don't have to worry about the disaster recovery risk because your data is automatically off-site. Um, and, and if done properly, it can be less expensive than the alternatives. Now, nothing's going to be less expensive than the system that you uh, you know, that you talked about, right? You're just using a, a handful of small drives. Nothing's going to be cheaper than that. Yeah. But, you know, I, it, but that would not be discipline. that I would design. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say it requires discipline too. I think that's, that's, that's an important factor. I like, I like the point you make about ha having, if it's a third party, it's going to be done and, and you right. can count on that. If you leave it up to your own, you got to make sure that you keep implementing it and stay on top of it. So it does require, it does require some work. Hey, I'm, I'm glad you also brought up the point about ransomware. Cause I, I think that's kind of, it's almost synonymous. Now when we think about backups, a lot of people always say to me, which is kind of an incorrect statement, I believe that, you know, what's something you can do 
to prevent ransomware. And they say, back your data up. And I'm saying, well, not really. That allows you to respond if you're a victim of ransomware. Mm -hmm. But but oftentimes I'll share with people and talk to them and and use the term having an immutable backup. can you can you maybe share from from your insight as, as Mr. Backup? Why is that so important for people to kind of get the sense it should be immune? Well, again, because ransomware products are directly targeting their backups, right? So if you know, the immutable is just a word that it means it can't be changed, mm-hmm. and so and 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 changed also means deleted. Okay, so if it's truly immutable, not only is it because immutable, we think about the concept of immutability in a couple different ways. Uh, we think about it won't change over time, like it won't become accidentally corrupted. That's one sort of concept of immutability. And then the other is that it's like physically hard to get rid of it, right? And um, because, so like the Conti ransomware group, C-O-N-T-I, their MO is that they, once they infect an environment, the first thing they do is they go after the backup server. There's a specific product, I won't name it because it's a competitor, but there's a specific product that they go after and they, if they find that product, they know where the backups are. They go in and they exfiltrate the backups. And then once they've exfiltrated the backups, then they just delete them, right? Because they're not immutable, right? Um, the, that particular product happens to have some options to create an immutable backup. The, the concern that I have for their customers is that the vast majority of their customers have not enacted those, uh, those options. They cost money. You need another server. You might need another service, right? And so I, and again, I, you know, again, with the, the disclaimer that, yes, I understand I work for Druva and it's literally my job to evangelize Druva. Having said that, um, the idea of having your backup stored in a completely separate environment, right? If, you, if you're a Druva customer, your backups are not stored in your cloud account. Your backups are stored in our, we actually run in AWS. Our, our technology runs in AWS. So your data is stored behind our account, not in your account. So even if the, like the worst happened in your environment and you're, you're completely infected with ransomware, there's no path for the ransomware to take to get to your backups, right? So it's immutable in that way. Uh, we also use object storage. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if any of your customers or you know, your, your listeners are aware of the, you know, the concept of object versus file, but object has built into it the concept of, of immutability because the each object has a, a unique identifier and that unique identifier changes if any of the content of the object changes so immutability is basically built into the concept of object storage and all of our customers data are, are stored in object storage it's also automatically replicated to like three different locations um and you know we separate the data from the metadata to protect. Again, it's all about protecting our customers. Um, and again, looking at other ways to do it. Our competitors have ways to 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 add features like this on top of it, but their customers have to do all that extra work, buy extra servers, and then just as importantly, secure those extra servers. Right? They they've got to. To harden them from a cybersecurity attack, and then they've got to do penetration testing against them. Um, our customers don't have to do any of that. They just literally have to sign a PO and and authenticate us in the right place, and then magic happens. That's great stuff. Hey, hey, some of our our viewers and listeners may want to learn a little bit more, Curtis, about what you guys are doing there 
Uh, and Druva, could, could you share what, what's the best way to maybe reach out and contact you or your company and find out a little bit more about backups? Yeah, so, so two things. One, you, know, you mentioned earlier my, my book. Mm-hmm. So it, it's an O'Reilly book, and I, I did publish it last year. Druva actually decided to sponsor the book. So if you want a copy of my book, uh, you can go to druva.com slash podcast, and you can download a free uh, ebook copy of my book. And I am sure that once you do that, you will be contacted by someone <laughs> because, because that's how these things work. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Excellent. Uh, and, and there's and also, uh, yeah, the obviously, website, Curtis. Yeah, at druva.com, D R U V A.com, uh, obviously. And if you're interested in my other podcast, mm-hmm. uh, just search for Restore It All, uh, you know, at your favorite podcatcher. And, um, you know, we do a weekly podcast. If you can imagine this, we talk about backups and related topics for about 45 minutes every week. Wow. <laughs> for the last three years. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's a lot of work, but it's the labor of love. So it's yeah. all good. And, and it is an important topic, though. I, I actually listened into the podcast. I do recommend it because it's, it's not just a, a technical discussion. It's actually a lively conversation that you have, which I we think try. Is, is the part that's enjoyable about it. So, again, we'll put in the show notes there and on, the, on your screen there some of those links so you can check out his podcast, check out his books. And I'm assuming you can also go to Amazon, Curtis, to find your books. Yeah, obviously, if you okay. search on modern data protection, if you want a, a printed copy um, or you don't want to get put into the Druva sales pipeline, then, um, you know, you can um, buy the either a physical or an ebook copy from there. Excellent. Great. Well, again, thank you so much for taking a little bit of time sharing your insight there, Mr. Backup. Really appreciate it. And uh, uh, thanks for the time. We, re- we really learned a lot of things and it's going to hopefully put us all in the mindset of looking at our own personal circumstances within our organization. Are we properly backing up our data? And if we have any questions or we're not, Curtis, you're the man. We're going to be reaching out to you. Thanks again. Back it up or give it up. That's what I like to say. Thanks for having me on.